Happy Monday, and welcome to the Dialed Health Podcast. My name is Derek Teal. I'm the owner and operator of Dialed Health, which is strength training for cyclists. Now, today's episode is dedicated to Thanksgiving. It's a holiday that I think might be taking number one for me for the entire year, and let me tell you why. We all know you eat on Thanksgiving, you hopefully have the day off and can spend it with family and friends, probably a lot of people are riding, but it's like the anticipation of the whole season. I think it comes to a peak on Thanksgiving Day. We have Christmas ahead of you, the year's winding down, and hopefully it's just a time where you can sit back, put your feet up, and celebrate. But... I tend to overdo it on Thanksgiving. Now this is a very personal episode because I'll probably be telling you how much I stuff my face and to the point where I'm just uncomfortable. I don't wanna be uncomfortable this Thanksgiving and I don't want you to either. So what we have are strategies to get the most out of Thanksgiving, to really enjoy the day. And I'm gonna give you a couple strategies, how to do it healthy and actually how to just enjoy all the foods. Like I don't plan on having a calorie conscious Thanksgiving. I just don't want to feel terrible. I'll be honest. That's my one goal this Thanksgiving. So I'm going to give you kind of both options in case you're leaning toward one or the other. I think either way is fine and it's totally up to you. So we'll dive into that. It'll be super fun conversation. And also we'll go into a business update, let you know what's going on in the world of dialed health. And then a little life update, man, kind of a crazy week for my family last week. And then uh, really (laughs) Just some funny stories uh, in regards to work and some stuff that kind of ties into the life. So we will discuss that and much, much more. Are you ready? I'm going full newscaster on you. Here we go. This is the Dialed Health Business Update. Thank you very much. I, honestly, I didn't know I could hit a note that high until I listened to BJ Godore's podcast, The Daily BJ. And it's a fitness podcast. Don't let the title sw- uh, throw you. But his intro is just absolutely legendary. So thanks for that, BJ. I might have to steal it and make it my own. And uh, <laughs> so this is a business update, people. Really cool week last week for Dodd Health, uh, per, as usual. A lot of cool stuff going down on the weekly. And last week, I would say the big thing that stood out was just filming for the mobility program. So I mentioned it, I think, on the last week's podcast. But for December, I'm dropping a mobility program that is obviously it's focused on mobility, but also correcting any imbalances that you have with your body. So people say that when it comes to mobility and typically you can do kind of like you just throw the kitchen sink of like stretching at some people and it's enough to make them way more functional as a human uh, and just efficient and comfortable on the bike that's why we are like working towards being mobile and moving correctly i mean everything is just it's more efficient and you just don't feel so beat up all the time so that's why it's important but What we did on this program that I think takes it to a next level is an overhead squat assessment with actual videos to guide you through correcting those compensations. So say you go through this overhead squat video, you test yourself, and then you're like, oh, wow, you know, I tend to hinge too far forward on my squat. Well, there's going to be a video for that to help you correct it. So from like a foam roll to a stretch to some form of an activation movement to hold it. And what's cool that I realized even as we film these videos was honestly a lot of these protocols tend to overlap so when you are specific about your mobility testing if you want to look up overhead squat mobility test you could find it on google um, if you don't want to wait for the program Uh, but 
you'll see that a lot of the protocols overlap and just correct each other. So you may have a couple things going on, you focus on one, and it tends to actually help another area too. Not all of them, but most of them are connected that way, which I thought was really cool. Uh, and it's just exciting. It kind of reminds you why just total body stretching just works for a lot of things. Uh, so that was exciting. Uh, we also put a Turkish get up in there, kind of a deep dive onto how to do that movement. And then the way it's phased in the program to have a focus of mobility, but then strengthening to utilize the mobility and help keep you mobile. Because yes, you can stretch all day long, but if you don't follow it up with strength movements to hold that posture or to realign those muscles, you're just going to tighten up again and go back out of alignment uh, as soon as you start returning to normal activities. So anyways, I hope that kind of made sense for you, but it was cool filming it. And as we were filming it, I had a couple realizations uh, just in content in general related to Instagram. Oh, before I jump into that, I was going to say that program, by the way, will be out between December 1st and December 9th. We have to put a few things together and it's actually going to be packaged and almost with the BKXC video that's coming December 9th. So mark that down because I take him through a similar mobility test. It's pretty cool, man. This video is going to come out and people are going to be able to go to the website and directly kind of do what Brian did. And that that's what I'm so stoked about. It just makes so much sense. It's such a smooth transition. So super cool. So anyways, December 9th today, mark it down. Now, as I was doing these videos, I really had this Instagram revelation and, uh, this is this is like embarrassing to say out loud. Vertical video. <laughs> it's very important even on your post. Obviously, when you do an Instagram story, I use my stories more than anything, and it's always vertical video. You fill up the whole screen. It looks great, whatever. Uh, it's just funny, though, because when I've done workout tutorial videos that I post to my actual feed, I've always done horizontal because I've had them filmed by a real videographer, and they're edited, and like the the layout's always been horizontal. And if you do YouTube videos, you want it horizontal. It's kind of the normal thing you're used to seeing. But when you're looking on Instagram, it just doesn't look that good because it doesn't fill up the whole screen. And I kid you not, I have been wondering why my videos feel off because they're, I think they're great and the info's great. You can see what's going on, but like they don't get as much um, engagement even though there's a lot of good information and I'm always like, what the heck? And then I notice I'll do some similar tutorial on a IGTV on my phone, but it's vertical and it fills up the whole screen. It just looks so much better that I know that's, I, that's gotta be a huge thing. I'm just assuming. So basically I'm switching my videos to vertical and I think that's going to make a huge difference, man. And I think it's going to make the, the, tutorials that much more impactful for people. And again, I hope it makes them do the freaking workouts because that's why we're doing this. So people can start moving and get fitter and have a better life and rides and all of the above. So vertical video people, it's coming huge revelation. Um, also I just wanted to, Oh, that's pretty much it. We're about to go in the life update. I almost jumped straight into it. Hold yourself. Wait, <laughs> don't hold yourself. Hang on for a second and we'll get there in three, two, keep holding. Not yourself, just hang on, be patient. Okay, we're going. This is the... No, I'm just kidding. I won't do that to you twice in one episode. Um, this is, however, the life update. This is the keeping up with the teals 
portion of the podcast. And I got to get deep with you guys for a second. I'm going to bring it right back. Don't worry. Um, but, you know, I'm super transparent on this podcast. And I just want you to let you know kind of what's going on with me. Um, so last week, super tough week for my family. Uh, my mom's dad, my grandpa, passed away. And it was actually Friday. I'm recording this now on a Monday. Um, it's a little late. It's kind of part of the reason. And, you know, it was expected, but not so quickly. I think that probably makes sense to a lot of people. My grandpa's had dementia that's been progressing over the last year, and he found some cancer, and there's been quite a few health things going on. And my mom has taken such good care of him over this last year, made sure he's had the best treatment. It just tied up so many like loose ends of his life in a way that, um, honestly, just a shout out to my mom, I think that any anyone if they knew what she did would be just like amazed like the lengths that she went through to make sure he had the best last couple years of his life and I'm just so proud of her for doing that and uh, I'm getting all emotional talking about it but basically I got a call last Monday that he got put on uh, or hospice came into the home he's been staying in he's in my parents neighborhood getting taken care of by these really sweet women and basically hospice came in. I think we all know what that means. By Wednesday, I went with my mom to say goodbye to him. And he was just had been put on morphine, basically could understand me uh, momentarily. Uh, He was somewhat responsive, which was nice. I think he knew I was there. And he could definitely understand a couple questions we asked him. He kind of nodded his head, made a little noise. But to see him there was a de- it was it was really difficult. But I think the hardest part was just to see my mom interact with him. And uh, and that's it, man. I mean, I think she knew that he, he it was time for him to go, and we were just praying that um, the Lord would take him as soon as possible and as peacefully as possible. And uh, that's what he did. And on Friday morning, he passed away about six a.m. So just to give you the heads up, that's kind of what's been going on with the family. It was, it was really heavy. But again, I think um, as much as I love my grandpa, I just watching my mom through the process has been the most difficult thing. Uh, but we have a service in three weeks, and I think it's going to be a great celebration of who he was. He's being buried next to his mom in his hometown. And uh, I, I, all things considered, I think we all feel very lucky to have been able to say goodbye and to be... Um, just together as a family, especially Thanksgiving this week and just kind of support each other, man. It's, uh, I don't know. I'm just really proud of like my mom and my parents in general. Um, obviously my dad's losing his father-in-law who he was close with. And my grandpa had a lot to do with my family. Actually. Um, a lot of people don't know. Well, I I don't talk about it. It's not, not super important, but my parents were teen parents. My mom was pregnant with my brother at 15 and, uh, they've been together ever since and they're still married. They've definitely worked through it. And they've just been a great example of, of marriage in a lot of ways. But um, basically, my grandpa was the one who really encouraged them to get married, obviously to have my brother, because you know when you get pregnant that young, people are telling you to, to you know handle the situation and all sorts of crazy stuff. So again, I didn't mean to make this too uh, dark or anything, but I just want to say my grandpa is basically the reason the whole family's here. He encouraged them to get together. It's why my life is so good. So I just want to thank my grandpa for that. And uh, yeah, that's it. We'll, we'll do the service in a few weeks. And yeah, just celebrate. I think uh, everything's pretty much taken care of. Thanks to my parents setting it up. 
And uh, that's it, man. Enjoy Thanksgiving as a family. And uh, so we'll pull out of that. But that's life update. Um, any prayers for my family, my mom would be really appreciated. And uh, and yeah, that's that's it. Let's get into like something a little funnier, because I will say it was a it was a really good work week. And I'm grateful for work as just distraction and be around such supportive, cool clients and. Something that kind (laughs) of was a cool ending to the week was riding into work. So my commute to work is like 12 miles and it's beautiful roads, bike trails. So I rode in on Saturday morning. I only had three sessions. Typically Saturday is like a half day, kind of like an overflow day for me. So did my sessions, rode in, uh, had a friend come up from SoCal and she's an absolute beast, works out at one of the uh, most famous CrossFit gyms in the world, CrossFit Invictus down in San Diego, tons of games athletes. um, And I'm actually kind of a low key fan of CrossFit in a way. Um, Definitely respect what they do. And so she's around just beast, (laughs) beast all day. And she herself is a beast, busting out strict pull-ups. Shout out Alicia, super sick to have you. So crushed a workout. And then I get on to ride after um, the, the workout in the day. And I jump on my bike and I'm feeling so good about myself. And it's all sunny and like warmed up a ton. And then I realized my freaking DI2 was not charged and it died. And I had to ride home <laughs> doing like 120 cadence. It like literally if I did 120 cadence, I would get up to like 18 miles an hour and that's it. And then I would just tuck. So I hit some rollers, but I would just sprint up these little climbs and I'm like trying not to bounce on my seat, just like knee. And then I would tuck and then hold it as long as I could. And I got home faster than I thought, but I hate to say it where I'm talking about riding from my work to home is like a very, very high traffic road riding area on the weekends. And my first thought was like, please, please, God, don't let anyone come and just pass me right now. <laughs> is that bad to think? You know, we just talk about such a real family thing and I'm over here thinking about how I just don't want to get passed because I can't shift and how much it would like piss me off. But that's the truth, man. So anyways, I didn't. <laughs> by, by the grace of the Lord. <laughs> he threw me a bone on that one. I did not get past. Uh, I did go through a tunnel though, which kind of freaked me out because I couldn't ride through it fast. Anyways, we made it. And uh, the DI2, man, I'll be charging that for more often. Um, And uh, besides that, once I got home, I just kind of chilled for the rest of the weekend. Didn't open my phone very much to work. And I kind of, you know, stepped into some uh, extra work today. Kind of the reason this pod is a little later today. But it was just nice. It was a great time with my family. My wife's like decorating for Christmas. Got some ornaments out. Always brings up a lot of memories. And then just chilling with Otto. It was cool, man. Did some sick, sick mountain bike ride on Sunday. And uh, that's it. So you fully know what's going on in my life. We're about to talk about Thanksgiving. And uh, honestly, my mouth's watering just thinking about it. We are here, people. You made it the bulk of the episode, and we're going to get started with a fun little fact about how gluttonous Americans are. (laughs) Here we go. So according to the Calorie Control Council, the average American consumes 3,000 to 4,500 calories at their Thanksgiving dinner. I tried to dive deeper and find out, is that like appetizers before and after? Does that include the, you know, post-dinner turkey sandwich that everyone makes and fills it with stuffing and cranberry sauce does that include all the drinks i'm gonna be honest i don't know i part of me really doesn't think so because 
3,000 calories at a Thanksgiving dinner is very, very freakishly doable. I like actually looked up a meal that was a model, like healthy Thanksgiving meal. And this, get this, this is great. So to put in perspective how much people eat at Thanksgiving, you know, a typical dieting meal is going to probably be 450 calories. And it's going to be high protein. It's probably going to be low carbon fat, pretty low sodium, all that, right? That's like if you just got like a typical diet, you're hitting a meal like that, around 500 maybe if you're lucky. Now, the healthy version of a Thanksgiving meal, and again, it's very practical, but it's 1,750 calories. Sorry, I laughed when I said that. It's 1,750 calories, and you look at the meal. I'm, you know what? I'm going to pull it up and read it to you right now because I was like looking at this. I'm scrolling on my phone. Here's exactly what it is. So it's very, again, it's very practical. It includes alcohol and dessert. So we have uh, five ounces of red wine. We have cornbread. We have mashed potatoes, candied sweet potato, green bean casserole, cranberry sauce, white meat turkey, gravy, stuffing, and a slice of pumpkin pie. Now, if you saw the plate, just because I'm looking at portions and like the size of the glass or proportion, it is not a big plate. I'm going to be honest because you hear that has everything in it and it's a great strategy. It's small portions. I'm actually surprised they went with that big uh, of a hunk of cornbread. It's like a three by three inch square. It looks pretty thick too. And then one slice of pumpkin pie. You guys, that is the most modest Thanksgiving meal ever. And it's 1,753 calories. So that to me, honestly, put it in perspective because I easily eat double that. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I don't think I've ever come into a Thanksgiving with a boundary on food. And I think it's a good way to eat. In fact, we're going to go over some more, like we're going to go over strategies really on how to eat healthy. And then really, I'll just tell you what I'm going to do because I don't plan on having a calorie restriction. I don't plan on counting, tracking, weighing, measuring, anything like that. I really am really looking forward to just enjoying the day. Uh, My simple strategy is not to make myself freaking sick. Like, and I know that, I don't know, does that sound crazy to you guys? Am I the only one that eats to that extent? I mean, I've changed my diet very slowly over the last, uh, shoot, over 10 years now and made big changes, but I don't think I've ever had a Thanksgiving day that I just wasn't like, oh yeah, you know what I mean? Just that feeling of absolute stuffed gluttony. <laughs> gluttony is going to be literally the keyword of this podcast episode. So yeah, I saw that meal. Basically, it looked very modest and yeah, it's still pretty dang high calorie. So the fact that I eat double, I guess that makes me an average American on the day. But you guys, that's kind of just the meal. Typically, I'm drinking like apples. Like, I, we I drink like a sparkling apple cider. It's always on the table with my Thanksgiving. I love it. Uh, I think it's the only time of year I drink it. Maybe, I don't know, maybe on New Year's. I don't know. But even that is adding, you know, 400 calories probably. And then I'm eating appetizers. I'm, I personally eat probably three pieces of pie. And again, I don't know if this is motivating you to eat more or making you feel better about yourself. This is just the honest truth. You know, I eat really, really well on a regular basis. And you know, it's part of the reason I feel so sick. Like I just can't do that anymore. And I partially get to a point where 
I load up my plate the way I did the year before, but every year I eat better, so I get more sick from that same portion size. It's like I don't learn to scale back. It's like the habits come in, and I'm like, oh, this is what my Thanksgiving meal looks like. It's freaking huge. (laughs) I just can't do the quantity anymore. So, yeah, that put it in perspective, and uh, it is just kind of interesting. So, okay, before we go too far into the meal, I do want to talk about prepping for the meal because this is something I've incorporated which has helped I'll be doing it again this year but that is the morning of Thanksgiving go ride your bike please I hope you get an opportunity to ride your bike and pedal your face off in fact last Thanksgiving I did a brutal road ride where I just I didn't want to stand up at Thanksgiving my legs were so tired it was super sick and I came in the problem was I had an epic road ride and I didn't eat much after it just so that I would like be ready to eat at Thanksgiving. But the problem was as soon as I got there and the appetizers were out, I just started gorging on the appetizers and I'm pretty sure I came into the meal. I wouldn't say full, but already satisfied. So (laughs) I wasn't even like hungry by the time the meal was served. And that is the biggest thing I would change because obviously we know start your day with a workout. Uh, Hopefully you get to, it's like a fun thing to ride on a Thursday if you're off work and you typically can't ride at that time. I, I think there's like some cool factor to that is just being out on your bike. And you're like, dude, it's freaking Thursday. This is awesome. And that's really fun. But um, if you ride, I, I, I wouldn't say eat the normal amount of carbs and just meal size afterward, but definitely don't skip eating for the sake of having a bigger meal. You're still going to want to eat pretty close to what you normally do. Now, I will probably eat less carbs than normal, but again, not zero. And, you know, for instance, I will add uh, granola to the top of a protein shake if I'm like post-ride and I can afford like a 700 calorie meal or something like that. Um, I would probably just skip my granola, honestly, and I would still get my like 50 grams of protein in. I usually do two scoops, two scoops for glory after a uh, ride like that. And some fruit in there, and it'd be probably be like a 400-something calorie shake, and I would do without the extra 300 calories of carbs or just purely from that granola. So that's a small tweak you can make. And the biggest thing is eat a little bit, not too far off what you normally would, so that you come in with an appetite, but you're not starving. Again, you have an appetite, your metabolism is up, hopefully you burn at least an extra 1,000 calories. Like if you can get out for two, three hours, please do it. Uh, That'd be awesome. I mean, I typically opt for a road ride just to maximize my time on the bike pedaling. And again, if it's like a road ride's not in the cards and you can strength train, that's great. Uh, We all know I'm not against strength training. That is like what I do. But, you know, it's not going to burn as many calories as a bike ride will. If you can ride for more than an hour, you're better off to go out and do that. If it's purely like, yo, let's get this metabolism going and let's ride, that is the best chance or your best option. So, Go for that, get your workout, eat a little bit, do not overdo it, but more importantly, I don't think you want to underdo it and come in famished. You see the IPA and the wine and the, I don't know, my mom's probably going to have like Moscow mules or something. Um, I probably sound like a 14-year-old, by the way, talking about Thanksgiving, but I go to my parents (laughs) and my, my parents do everything totally spoiled. I actually make the sweet potatoes, but like I, and oh, shout out to my papa. This is actually his recipe. This will be like a nice little ode to him, but basically I didn't even think about that. That's so cool. So my mom like set buys everything for me, sets it in a perfect pile so that when I show up, I get to cook it. And she like guides me through the whole thing every year. It's, it's hilarious. 
and I do feel like I'm 16 when I do it, but I love it at the same time. So anyways, yeah, you, uh, wherever you're going for Thanksgiving, just, uh, walk in and just have control over what you're doing. And what I would also say with this whole bike ride and food situation, drink so much water. Even the day before, honestly, I would start drinking more water than normal by Wednesday. And this again is just going to help control your appetite and just kind of make you have a little bit of, uh, self, uh, some morals, I guess, when you walk in, <laughs> you're going to come in and have an ability to make a decent decision because like you could stuff yourself on cheese on Thanksgiving. And again, it's not like cheese is bad, but if you have like this beautiful charcuterie board with cheese and apricot jam and like prosciutto and these awesome crackers and figs and all these things, again, delicious, but like, yo, you know why we're here. We're here for pumpkin pecan pie. We're here for mashed potatoes and gravy and turkey and cranberry sauce. So just, I don't know, you, you do you, but I'm just saying, I'm not blowing it on appetizers this year. Typically, my mom puts out enough appetizers for like three times the amount of people, so it's hard not to do. But that'll be basically kind of goal number one for me. I'm going to come in very, very hydrated. I'm probably going to come in to a glass of wine or like a Moscow mule. And I'm just going to eat appetizers really slow. I think if I, if I make a small plate and stick to it, um, th- that would work technically on paper, but... I'll just make another plate. Like when people say, oh, I just don't keep that food at home. I will just go get it. <laughs> like if I decide in my head, I want a food, nothing's really going to stop me. So yeah, like having a certain strategy, I mean, filling up a plate only once or like, again, know yourself. What I know is come in hydrated, enjoy my nice drink of beverage and keep the snacking to an absolute minimum so that I can come into the meal hungry like genuinely hungry and enjoy it. Now, once I get to the meal, here is my personal goal. It's don't make yourself sick. So eating slow is my focus. I am going to do my best to consider portion size and relate it to food that I've actually been eating over the last year and not how much I had on my plate last year at Thanksgiving. And also understanding that I can't eat it all. I don't know if that also sounds a little bit stupid to you or not, but I, I get to meals like this sometimes and I genuinely want a little bit of everything, but sometimes that is, that's what messes up your stomach is when you just mix all these weird foods, sweet, savory, just, I don't know. I want to stick with the foods that I know I love the most. Ideally, I'll have a smaller portion size than normal if I'm being more relative to the type of foods I eat now and the size of foods I eat now. And then I just want to eat slow. And by slow, I mean taking a bite and putting my fork back down or holding in my hand or at least looking up and acknowledging and talking with people, taking a sip of water between. I mean, I will just shovel food down and just 10 minutes of silence and focused eating. And I don't want to do that. So that is my focus, eating slow. Now, from there, before I get to dessert, let's talk about some healthy options. If you really are someone who is dieting through the holiday, I think there's a reason probably why you're doing that. And I totally encourage you to keep it going. Honestly, like I don't think you should diet through the holiday if you didn't plan on it. I think you should enjoy the day. Uh, It's just, I can't think of a more stressful time to do it. But if you're dieting through it and you're already committed, for one, props to you. You can totally make it through uh, as long as you've decided in your mind you can do it. What I would say is you have a couple things you can rely on. 
the hydration thing, the workout thing is huge. Uh, obviously, you're going to have to know whether or not you're drinking alcohol. The best substitute for alcohol is some form of sparkling water. Uh, just something to sip on that's satisfying, that has a little bite to it. That carbonation is really nice. You can put some fruit in it. Um, you could even have like a diet soda if you're just calorie conscious. And, you know, the quality is obviously low, but that's up to you there. Now, when you get to the meal, though, you need to rely on the turkey and I would probably be the person that brings some sort of vegetable that is very controlled in the way it's cooked. And by controlled, I mean it's not fried. It's not it has it doesn't have onion strings on top or a cream sauce added to it. It is just literally like that normal steamed vegetable. Maybe you have some slivered almonds or so. I just threw out the, what I'm thinking in my head. People are green beans. It can be any vegetable you have green beans you have asparagus just have a nice healthy recipe like you would normally eat if you're dieting but have a large quantity of it so that you can load your plate with it and you won't look like a weirdo uh, and make it good enough so other people are going to want it you know green beans taste really good when they have garlic and olive oil and black pepper on them okay and, and like maybe some salt it's like not maybe some salt definitely some salt i mean you can make veggies taste good and uh, we should probably do a whole episode about how to make veggies taste good. But literally, if you have a bowl of broccoli that has like some Parmesan melted on top of it, it's still going to be a really good option for you. So, so rely on the turkey heavy, rely on those veggies heavy. I would probably suggest not even touching appetizers and just sipping on whatever drink you have. And then really just plan on enjoying one dessert, if any, and you're probably going to be all right. You know, maybe even bring a baked sweet potato or have that as an option or request it. And so, again, your plate doesn't look empty. You don't look like you're miserable. I guarantee it's going to take a lot of willpower. The number one thing, though, once you plan through this is do not draw attention to yourself. The best thing you can do if you're dieting at a family get together and like you are on a holiday that is very, very, very food focused as in Thanksgiving, you make a big deal about how good the turkey is. You make a big deal about how good the veggies are or how good that sweet potato is. You do not ever say, I wish I could eat that. Oh yeah. Oh, that looks good. Oh, this sucks. I can't. No, no, no. Please don't. Like literally it's just going to be annoying for everybody, including yourself get there, have a different mindset, look at everyone else. Honestly, if you have to look at everyone else, be like, oh my gosh, these people are insane. Look how much they're eating. If that helps you get through the meal, I think that's okay. Uh, Like the dieting stretches I've done, sometimes like I'll tell myself, like I'll be craving a donut, for example. And I'm like, are you serious? What are you insane? You're going to eat a donut? Like, oh my, that thing's 400 calories, you know, and I don't do it in a way that's like self-deprecating or anything. I just do it in a way that it's like so far from what I'm currently doing and my goals and my focus, that is not an option. And you need to think of it that way too. So that's kind of a mindset hack for anything. And again, you can do it. And it's not just easy for me to say, I've been in these situations. So yeah, I just think you got to make up your mind, enjoy the day, do not draw attention to yourself, make sure you rely heavy on those turkey and green beans, and then just pick one dessert. Uh, And in fact, that's kind of my strategy too for really people just enjoying Thanksgiving as, as, as a whole. Now I'll be honest, I I can't really pick one pie that I'm going to (laughs) have. I sound like so hypocritical after saying what I just did. Again, I'm not planning on dieting during Thanksgiving. I just don't want to feel bad. Picking one dessert, I think is probably the best way to ensure that you're not going to feel like an absolute pathetic waste of life after, but (laughs) 
it's very difficult for me to not have a pie platter on Thanksgiving. My grandma makes the best pies on the planet. Yes, I really said that. It's very true. My grandma makes the best pies. Grandma's pies, they ain't nothing like it. Pecan pie, apple pie. She makes a Dutch apple pie. And uh, pumpkin pie with like homemade whipped cream that she makes. Unfreaking believable. The plan will be to have small slices of each. That's the plan. Uh, and to just enjoy it. I'll probably be drinking the whole time, whatever my drink of choice is. Um, but I would say more power to you if you can control one dessert. If you're dieting, I mean, I, you if you're getting dessert, it's probably going to have to be one small thing that you enjoy. I mean, having multiple options and tastes would probably open up the floodgates. So careful with that one. That's really totally up to you. Um, but that's pretty much my strategy coming into Thanksgiving. I really, when you look at dieting as like a macro view of the year, I think that this is probably, it probably is the worst time to do it. Um, but with that being said, there's no better time than the present if you really need to make a change. You missing uh, the food over this next month through the first of January, it is going to be okay. And I just want to say that for someone, if you're listening to this and you're like really wanting to make progress, you either fully commit to enjoying the day and not thinking about it and you enjoy it and you know, okay, on the, you know, the day after Thanksgiving, all the way to Christmas or whatever it is, whatever arrangement you have to yourself, have with yourself, you need to commit to. But if there is a time long-term to just diet and go through a phase, like spring, early summer is, that's when you want to nail it and you want to shoot for maintenance the rest of the year. Um, once I lost body fat this spring, early summer, um, that was kind of my, my, my real goal was maintenance. And that's what I've been focused on. I did one more dieting stretch through October and then it was just very quick. It was a good little reel in the, you know, reel it in kind of like uh, check just on portion size and overall food. And just, you know, you forget, you start adding in like sugars to stuff again, like coffee or whatever. So look at it and just say, okay, you know what? If I am committed to dieting right now, I'm going to do it through the holidays this year. I'm going to hit my goal by April or I'm going to keep it going till the beginning of summer. And then I'm going to plan on maintaining and I'm not going to do it again till the next year. Uh, and that's kind of my plan. I, I want to do a really cool, like summer shredding, uh, feature kind of feature, like an option for people. I'm going to do it myself. And just honestly, just to like put myself through the ringer, like see how lean I can get in a couple months. Uh, and it's not going to be like huge, crazy, drastic changes, but I think it'll be really cool. And I think it's going to be something that encourages people. And also just to like get your timing, right? Like, you know, enjoy what is naturally coming your way throughout the season. And, uh, you know, it's going to be more ideal to try and maintain through these holidays than to really try and lose. But again, if it's your time, freaking send it, do not hold back, do it. And you will not regret saying no to that stuff when you're getting the results. Think of it this way, you guys, if you were guaranteed to get the results that you want by sticking to your diet, would you do it? Like, I think some there's an, enough uncertainty with dieting that people are like, oh, forget it. Or they just, they can't even believe that it's going to work. Uh, or they haven't felt it yet. They haven't seen any progress. So think of it that way. If you knew for sure, would it be worth it? And the answer is yes. I think of that with cost with people, cost on training. If you knew this program gave you what you wanted, would you pay for it? And you'd be like, yeah, okay, then freaking do it. <laughs> so keep that in mind through the holidays. I The ultimate thing I want for you guys is to just really, really enjoy the season. And 
you know, I think the happiest, healthiest person is someone who can control their food and know when to enjoy food and to not stress about it and uh, have the focus beyond time spent with family. And ultimately, if your mind's there anyways, your goal isn't going to be to wolf down as much food as possible. Uh, And that's how I'm going into the holidays. So yeah, just keep that mindset going. I hope these kind of just got you stoked for Thanksgiving, to be honest, uh, whether you're dieting, whether you're not. And uh, just enjoy it, man. In the day, feeling good, having, you know, really satisfied with all the food, and you'll be way, way happier than the years that you've just stuffed your face like I have. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I genuinely hope it adds value to your Thanksgiving and to your life. I think there's kind of some cool dieting advice in there in general, but this was the first bulk of the episode I've never, I've I've done without stopping. Typically I chunk it into a few bits, kind of go point by point. Obviously it was a light topic today. There wasn't too much information I really want to like deep dive into. And it was just a fun conversation about food, Thanksgiving and mindset and stuff like that. So yeah, what'd you think? I hope you liked it. I hope it sounded good on your end. And if you enjoy the podcast, please leave me a five-star review on the Apple podcast app, along with some type of written comment. Like just say, Derek, wow, I am so motivated to eat as much food as possible on Thanksgiving now because of you. Thank you. Or you are not helping with my weight. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Or you gave me great strategies for this Thanksgiving. And uh, you could also screenshot your phone, post it to your Instagram story, tag me at dialed health. I will repost it and I will love you forever. Thanks guys. Have an awesome Thanksgiving. I'll be back this Friday with a focus Friday episode. And uh, maybe I'll be taking some gas X at the same time. We'll see. Uh, Maybe I'll give you a little update. How did I actually do on Thanksgiving? (laughs) We'll see you then.